0: From the Financial Times in New York, I'm Alice Gray and this is FT News. Financial regulations become a big theme in the presidential campaign trail. One candidate in particular, Bernie Sanders, has put forward radical plans to break up the banks. But banks are facing pressure to split up, not only from Washington. Perhaps more seriously, some on Wall Street also think they should be carved up, arguing they could produce better returns. I'm joined now by Brian Kleins of KBW. He recently published a report pitching the idea that one of the largest U.S. banks, Citigroup, should split. Brian, thanks very much for joining us. And I wonder, in, in essence, what's the what's the investor case for splitting up a bank like
1: Citi? Well, I think one of the big concerns that we saw with Citigroup is kind of the questions around returns and is the company able to produce returns that the shareholders are um, comfortable with? And our You know, the answer to that is we think, no, not at this current state and time. And, you know, then is there a path for the company to get to better returns? And overall, we don't see a better path for Citigroup at this point in time. So we look at a lot of the value in the company is somewhat trapped at this point in time. And it's really how do you unlock the value within Citigroup? And to us, one of the ways to do that is to break up the company. And we've got
0: earnings coming up from City just in, uh, later this week. It's expected to be pretty downbeat, right, with pressure on both investments and the retail side. Uh, to what extent do you think that might change this equation at all?
1: So every time you go through the earnings season with these big banks and it's a negative earnings season, that certainly adds to the um, talk about breaking up the big banks because you or have an overall question. About the return potential of the banks. So as we saw early this year, I mean, the equity markets, we talked about the S&P 500 and even globally were really weak to start the year. So what it does is it feeds more about the questions on the overall what size should these banks be in order to compete in this kind of environment, which is really somewhat of a negative environment right now.
0: And there's a there's a vote on there's going to be a vote on this at the forthcoming um, annual meetings. Um, do you have a sense of how
1: receptive investors might be to these calls? Two years ago, I would have said they probably would not have been very receptive, in that the path to better returns was somewhat clearer. Now these days, the path is somewhat uncertain. So I think you know you will see some percentages of the investors vote for this. Now the question is, is what percentage of shareholders um, need to vote? We think probably. Maybe if you get somewhere above 10% of shareholders voting for a split, then management really has to consider this, and maybe it's something the board needs to consider more completely.
0: Are there not uh, important advantages, though, of, um, for a bank like City staying together, you know, big synergies, being able to sell, cross-sell a wide range of products to this, to similar people?
1: No, there is. there is. It's a scale business, banking is. So it really helps to be big in many of the areas, um, and they are a big bank. But in many of the areas where they compete, they're small bank as well. So if you think about they're in all these different countries around the world, but they're a much smaller institution in those countries. So they don't have the scale that they do in the U.S. So it's not necessarily the uh, competitive advantage that one would think. And how important is regulation as a factor? I think regulation is very important right now. I mean, all we've seen is regulators get tougher and tougher on the big banks. and We expect that to continue. So it's been an impetus for the big banks to kind of, you know, at least think about shrinking to avoid some of these regulations that they face now. What would a city breakup look like? Well, for us, the way we kind of imagined it is really you don't have much synergies between the businesses today. So they really have a consumer business. Um, And think about when you get a city... Group credit card offer. That's the consumer side of the business that we're talking about. Or when you, if you're in New York and you go into a city group branch, that's the consumer side of the business. And then what they have is more of a corporate side of the business, and that's lending to really big companies. It's kind of the trading that they do for governments, for big shareholders, or big uh, money management firms. And that's a separate side of the business. And what we envision is those just being split right down the middle, and we really don't see there's a big need for the international consumer side of the business. They've been shrinking there already, so we're just arguing that they should probably continue on that strategy and what you're left with is really a consumer oriented bank focused on the U.S. and a multinational corporate bank.
0: Well as you say I mean Citi's already being shrinking its balance sheets uh, selling assets globally. I mean if it weren't to undertake a wholesale breakup I mean what, there, presumably there would be other many other assets that they could sell off piecemeal right?
1: Yeah they are selling off some things piecemeal and they've already um, announced that they're going to sell some of their Latin American consumer businesses as well, So, I mean, they could still go that route of selling individual consumer businesses.
0: Potentially be a, bit, a bit more sensible, right? Depending on if there's any buyers for a kind of, asset, you know, assets worth several hundred billion dollars.
1: Um, right. Yeah. It's one of those things that will take time to, you know, if you go that route, you're talking many, many years before you see results of an actual shrinkage that the, I think the regulators want to see and now in this political environment that we face. I think many of the, many of the politicians talk about getting banks smaller as well.
0: And Citi's clearly not the, far from the only bank in the U.S. or indeed globally, that's trading at a big discount to its um to its book value. I mean, d- doesn't this case apply equally to to other institutions? So one that immediately comes to mind uh, might be Bank of America, for instance.
1: No, yeah, certainly the size of the big banks is really in question right now, and you see the return potential of these banks being somewhat low in the current environment i mean the economy is generally weak so it's not a great environment for banking but i think citigroup is a little bit unique in that within the regulators minds there's a little bit more pressure on citi given its emerging market focus and giving the broad reach that it has across the globe bank of america doesn't have that same reach so i think there's less pressure on someone like bank of america
0: less pressure from regulators
1: why i think less pressure from regulators just because it's not as complex i mean you're not talking about having to manage across all these different managing a consumer bank in all these different countries the bank of america is generally a u.s focused bank
0: so so finally brian when when
1: do you think this might actually happen (laughs) well that's a good question so i mean i think one is you you see uh, you know a lot of shareholders vote for a potential breakup that will cause management to really look at this i think if you see returns not improve over the next year or the outlook for returns not improving over the next year, I think that will also pressure management to think about that. You could have things such as activist investors come into Citigroup, um, and you've seen that happen with AIG and other places. That could be another catalyst to cause this. But I think it's an incremental change that you'll see um, over time. You know, we expect to be one or two years, not something that's going to happen overnight. Um, But I do think you're going to see more pressure on management to really justify why they should be together.
0: All right, great stuff. Well, uh, Brian Kleinheiser,
1: thanks so much for joining us. No, thanks for having me. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources, uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface.